Yo, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up? It's your boy Lewis Says Black here with another podcast, baby. But this one is not going to be nowhere near as long as the last one. I just decided to do something new, which is I always want to be motivational and inspirational when I can, especially if something motivational hits me. Because I know that on the last episode, I had to jump on everybody's ass, male and female. So at the same time, I want to give y'all something motivational, something to really raise your spirits. And I want you to be able to play this back over and over and over if you have a feeling down. And what it is, is do not live with regrets about things from the past if you know that you gave it what they called the good old college try. I always used to wonder what they meant by the college tribe. And since I've been to college, I understand what it is. In high school, when you have an assignment, you really don't give a fuck. All you want to do is just pass with a certain GPA that will make you eligible to go to college or community college or hell. If you plan on just getting out here and working, you're just going to do the bare minimal just to get your diploma anyways but when you're in college and you know that your parents money is on the line or you know that part of your athletic scholarship is on the line or if you got an academic scholarship you really know that that scholarship is on the line that's what they mean by the college try now that assignment means something now you're going to put your ass and your ankles into it. So that's why they talk about the good old college trying life. And when I say that, I'm talking about relationships, jobs you may have had in the past, friendships you may have had in the past, things with your family, relationships you may have had with family members or friends who are who have transitioned and are no longer with us cars you may have had in the past whatever the list goes on and on so i want you to apply this because number one we're talking about the past so until doc brown really puts out some 85 deloreans that you can purchase at a dealership that can take you back to the past or even to the future we don't have any way of correcting our mistakes from the past the only thing we can do is learn from them. And if we have truly hurt somebody, we can give them a sincere apology. Mind you, a sincere apology comes with two compartments. Number one, there's the verbal part, and that is you explaining what you did wrong and explaining it in a very sincere manner. And then there's the second part was the action, which is if you did some dumb shit to somebody, you stopping that behavior and you're not doing it anymore other than that that's the only thing you can do about something that happened in the past let me sip some water because this podcast is being done on the same day i made the episode about the drake situation so i still got the same little health issues and i know that a lot of people beat themselves up about a lot of things Sometimes one of my biggest things that I used to beat myself up was the reason why 
even though I was decent at football and I had some nice stats, like, you know, 50-something tackles for a guy that spent the first three games standing by the coach and rotating in and basically getting half of my playing time. And then by the third game, let me think, Eureka, by the fourth game, by the fourth game of a 10-game season, becoming a full-blown-out starter, I was like, wow, 50 tackles? And even though I felt like I had more, them being able to clearly record two sacks, even though there was some sacks that I jumped in on and I wish they would have gave me, you know, a half a point because a half a point turns into, you know, a whole point if you do it enough. So I was like, man. But then I had to realize the only thing that I did that was kind of out of my control was the gray parts and I just never have been just you know that straight up stellar high school student you know in elementary school my grades were straight because they're not asking you shit they're asking you some simple stuff and you know as the grades got more uh, complicated you know there were some uh, tough years and I think you know subjects like science and math which were my weak points those are two classes out of six that are just bringing down the whole ship. So I found myself compensating with four classes, which I was, you know, guaranteed to get A's, B's, or C's in. So I wound up not being eligible for the clearinghouse. So I realized, okay, I gave it the good college try. At that point, I stopped beating myself up and I prepared to just be a regular college student at first I was down because I hadn't gotten any offers from any colleges to be a student even though I had been filling out applications so at this point I'm as a 17 year old I'm down in the dumps because I'm not going to go to anybody's college as a football player on a free ride because my grades were mediocre but then when I got that first phone call I never forget even though I didn't accept but shouts out to them because they're a good school. I just decided to go with Hampton out of my options. It was from Johnson C. Smith. And don't worry, this story goes somewhere. And the first thing they did by nature is because they called at a random time. Like, what woman is home at 3.30, 4 in the afternoon? But for all I know, they might have assumed that she was a housewife. Who knows? whatever but they asked for my mother and I'm like she's not here man who's speaking they were like well um, I can speak to you because this is in regards to you is this uh, Brandon Matthews I'm like yeah this is so and so from Johnson C. Smith and um, you should be getting a letter soon from us but um, I was going to give your mom the good news that we decided to accept you boom you know it wasn't really too much to talk about because this is a decision I got to discuss with my mother. So I was like, hey, let me jot down your number. I can have my mom call you tomorrow while she's at work. And wow, you know, I'm honored. And whoop, 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 whoop. I hung up that phone and I did victory laps around the house because I realized that my efforts meant something because somehow, some way, even if this is the only college that has accepted me, I'm going to have the experience of getting a college education. 
And I wound up getting accepted to a few more schools like uh, Lincoln University because I did their program and I did good with the uh, classes that I did there. And then good old HU. Um, If I could go back, even though that kind of goes against my thing, I wish I would have applied for more schools. But I think after Johnson C. Smith coming through and Lincoln coming through and Hampton that came through on a conditional status of me completing some classes in community college. I just said, you know what? I got three and I'll admit one of my flaws because to be a real person is to know yourself. Sometimes if I know that I've got something done, I get a little lazy. So if I could go back, I would have applied to about damn near 10, 12 schools. I don't remember if there were application fees, but I I feel like whatever the little funky ass application fee is, I think if my mama knew that I was opening up my options and applying to 10 damn schools, because my biggest thing was I'm, I'm going to HBCUs. I want the HBCU experience. Boom. But that's it. But I don't even beat myself up about that. Matter of fact, I never really tripped off of how narrow my options were until doing this podcast for y'all. But even with the fact that I've expressed that, I'm not going to beat myself up over that. Because point blank, I was in. I literally wound up going to Hampton University, which... You know, I haven't looked them up this year, but usually when you would type in the top five HBCUs, Hampton and Howard University, which is another place that I applied for, they were always neck and neck. I did apply for Howard. So I applied for Howard and Hampton. One's in D.C., one's in Hampton Roads, Virginia, hence the name. So I was like, I wound up getting accepted into, um, as white folks would say, I wound up getting accepted into the Mac Daddy, one of the top dogs. So no regrets. Another thing, and I would say men, but just people in general, male or female, when it comes to this, these relationships, but there is a big if, Unless you know that you just didn't care and didn't put forth any effort and didn't give that college try, do not live in regrets about past relationships. Especially if it's a relationship where you can look back and you realize that you were literally about maybe 10 years younger. 10 years ago, you were a totally different person. I don't care if you're 60. 10 years ago at 50 years old, you were a different person and you had a different level of maturity. Of course, your maturity is kind of, you know, leveled by this point. But even still, we become more mature and wiser through the years. But if you know that whether you're a male or female, if you know that you tried with that person, hell, even if you're lesbian or gay, whatever the situation is, if you know that you gave it your all or let me be realistic because I'm what you would call if harsh reality was a person 
if you gave it the best that you could. Because one thing that people need to stop talking about is they want a person to give them their all. You know when you're going to get your all from somebody out of a relationship? About 14 or 15 years old. By this point, that male or female, their brain has developed and they've got enough maturity to kind of really put their all into the relationship and harsh reality. They ain't got shit else to do. They ain't got shit else to do because they don't have a job. They're not old enough to work. In most states, you got to be 16. And if you're going to be 15, you got to get a work permit signed by your parents, whatever, whatever. But most people try to just ride it out and just start working right when they're 16. Because usually when you're 16, if you're blessed enough, your parents have gotten you a car. More than likely cash. And what they telling you to do is you finna put gas in that motherfucker and you finna uh, pay insurance on that sap sucker. So now you need a job. So now some of your time is divided between working over at Pizza Hut, which is where I was at, and going to school, playing sports, and applying for some of these colleges or trying to make sure that you got your grades somewhat together so that you can be eligible to apply for some of these colleges. So even at 16, which is kind of funny because that's when I wound up hopping out of a relationship and just being pretty much single my whole junior year, you're distracted. But a good old 14-year-old, they can give you their all. But no, we're not talking about 14-year-olds. What we're talking about is we're talking about grown people working 40 hours a week or maybe even more and possibly taking care of kids possibly taking care of a sick family member because we all got one or we've all had one and now they're in a better place but then we get selfish as people and we ask this person to give us their all nah what you can ask a person to do is give them is to give you the best version of themselves when they are dealing with you, meaning trying to give you the best version. <sighs> Had to sip some water when they're on the phone, trying to give you the best version when you guys are spending time or you guys are out on a date or when you guys are making love, whatever, whatever. Because, mind you, this is going to be inspirational. One thing that keeps a lot of us unhappy is we put expectations on humans. Humans are some of the most unpredictable things on the planet. You know that fire is going to burn. You know that shit is going to stink. You know that air can either cool you down or almost knock your house down. And you know that water can cleanse you and quench your thirst. When you're dealing with a pet, 
Minus may be getting sick. Pets are predictable. Around this time in the morning, take them outside. They're going to shit in the grass and throw a little dirt on it. Get them back in the house. They're good. Every once in a while, while you're sitting on the couch, watching one of your stories, they may jump up on the couch and sit in your lap and wag their tail and look at you. Especially the females. The female uh, dogs, you know, they're real affectionate like that. Gotta love them. Hell, even these babies, which is what we all start off at, are semi-predictable, minus maybe them getting sick. The baby's gonna wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. It's gonna be crying. Change that diaper, put a new one on, heat up some milk, Put that milk in them, burp them, let them fall asleep on your chest. Maybe get about two or three hours in, two or three hours later, repeat cycle. Once they start becoming kids, I'd say around about four or five, that's when even they become unpredictable because now they can talk and they got a personality. Once you got a human that can actually talk and voice their opinion, they become unpredictable. You don't know what's going to come out their mouth. And they definitely have a way of expressing how they feel now. And what we do is we put our happiness on humans. I've heard men and women talking about that person doesn't make me happy. Whenever that person was born and whenever that person's mother spread their legs in a room full of strangers and popped that man or woman out, that woman had a destiny. Part of it was probably to have, you know, whatever son or daughter or kids they have. And then there were several other purposes that are in this person's destiny that they have fulfilled or in the middle of fulfilling or haven't presented them yet. But nobody was born and put on this earth to be the one to sit up here and make someone that they're not going to meet until damn near 20 something years later happy alright the most you can do to be able to purposely make people happy and if that's your thing if you're hell bent on making people happy become a comedian if you just got that gift like a uh, shouts out to my boy Javon Bibbs a cat that I went to school with very funny comedian look him up on the internets Look him up on Instagram, Facebook, all that. Javon Bibbs, B-I-B-B-S. If you got a gift like him, you can actually sit up here and stand up for about an hour or so and tell some jokes and you'll make people happy in the sense that they're laughing. Because one thing that laughing and being happy is in common, when people are laughing, people are smiling. It's very hard to have your forehead balled up (laughs) <laughs> be trying to laugh you can't do it but if you want to <laughs> you got to put your face in a smiling position so other than comedians nobody can make a person happy and i'm not trying to be sexist but definitely when it comes to women men we're kind of simple so you being cute and not bringing any drama keeps us happy you being cute not bringing, not bringing any drama. And a little bit of sex here and there keeps us happy. Women are emotional and a little bit more unpredictable. 
So you just breathing as a man, you just simply breathing can make your woman happy one day. And then depending on what shit is going on in her mind, you breathing can make her unhappy another day. Now, of course, when I mean that, do not be literal because some people are literal just to be assholes. Of course, if you're not breathing, you're dead. But I'm just saying that as an example of your existence sometimes can make a woman either really happy or really upset and not happy. I say all that to say, minus, I don't know, if you grab some shit that you know she likes, maybe you might make her happy. But see, now you're trying to buy love. Now you're trying to buy happiness. So we're not even going to go there. We're just talking about you not spending money and we're just talking about you being a person. As a man, focus on just being the best person that you are around that woman. And if she's happy, she's happy. If not, trust me, they like to talk shit anyways. So she'll let you know. And then you go from there. When it comes to co-workers, bosses, whoever, just do the best you can. Because now we're talking about, because we're done talking about women. Shit kind of gives me a headache a little bit. Jobs. All right. Now, this is a little bit easier. Jobs are easier than relationships because as it is, they've hired you for something that they know that you can do and something that you're confident in doing. That's why there's certain jobs that people will apply for. Like me. I know that it would make a killing. But I would never apply for not for NASA to be a damn rocket scientist. I just wouldn't. I don't have what it takes. So you're dealing with something that you already know how to do. And it's all about just your performance. That's a little easier to gauge. And even still, there can be times where you're just not cutting it. Don't live with regrets with that. As long as you knew that you gave it the college try and you gave it your all. Walk with your head up high. Sports. Even if you're active in, I don't know, softball or, you know, a little YMCA basketball league. As long as you know that, let's say that y'all lose. As long as you know that you did your best to contribute to the team. You scored your points, you played defense, whatever, whatever, whatever. Live with no regrets and learn from your mistakes. Matter of fact, that's some classic fly shit, and that's what I want to end the episode off with so that it resonates with everybody. Live with no regrets and learn from your mistakes. Live with no regrets and learn from your mistakes. That's been another episode of the Lewis Says Black Show. Holla at your boy.
made a piece, capiche? Bread bigger than me. On the road to riches and diamond rings, where real niggas move things on private planes. I say you're looking for me, I be sucker ducking your little bitch ass. Looking for me, I be sucker ducking your little bitch ass. Ride through the city, hundred k on the seat, shining like bitches in bikinis, sunny day on the beat. Pray on the week never, I'ma find a way to stay on my feet. Hand on my heat, West Atlanta rubber bands on my bank. Man, I be beefing with my daughter, man, I'm dealing with shit. Then law my nigga country playing, going killers and shit. I put my bitch out like I'm Martin in my feelings and shit. Another day. Never dope, boy, a hundred million legit. Okay. On the road to riches, a diamond ring. Real nigga move things on private plane. And you know I would trap a book in that early. Count my money, multiply, hurt back at a five. Sixty-five, we be riding on the highway, blowing dick. Yeah. Looking for me, I've been sucking that in your little bitch. Yeah. Fuck up, I hit me, let my young motherfucker be in there. The drama, we ain't going back and forth, but the real friend. I wouldn't listen to them. They get kidnapped when nobody paid a ransom for them. Ain't never been a pawn, always been a king. And I ain't never gave a damn what a nigga think. Fuck. On the road to riches and diamond rings, where real niggas move things on private planes. I say you're looking for me, I be sucker ducking your little bitch ass. Looking for me, I be sucker ducking your little bitch ass. Ride through the city, hundred k on the seat, shining like bitches in bikinis, sunny day on the beat. Pray on the week never, I'ma find a way to stay on my feet. Hand on my heat, West Atlanta rubber bands on my bank roll.